This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Hi, good evening, good evening. Good to see you here. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Enjoyed worshiping with you. It's been a good week for me. How about you? Good week for you? Blessing of the Lord. Well, if it's not been a good week, it's not too late to start, okay? I want to encourage you. The Lord will impact every one of your days of your life. If you're watching by live stream, we're glad you're with us. If you need a Bible, raise your hand of real high, then we'll go to Psalms 37, an opportunity for you to honor the Lord with your tithes and your offerings. Remember, if you're a teacher, please, please get your wish list in, okay? You know, we want to bless you, and we, we um, just really honor teachers. It's not an easy profession anymore, so bless you on that. Again, Friday night, we will be at Happy's for a Happy's snow cone night, so please come to that. That is past uh, 114 on Indiana, and I, I welcome you. Even if you don't like snow cones, just come out there and give it to me. I'll eat it, I promise you. I like them, so I welcome. The big thing is to try to get people to, to have some community where you have people you may not know, you may not know their names. Some of you, I don't even know your name, and that may shock you, but I may not. So I, I welcome that. You know, well, one Sunday morning we had a guy coming into church. It was real early. He was coming to the Bible study, and I asked one of my staff, I said, what's his name? And she said, James. And I said, you're positive? She said, pastor's name's James. So I took him into the men's Bible study, and I said, hey, guys, this is James. And he goes, Matthew. <laughs> and I said, Matthew, this is Matthew, guys. And I walked back out and I looked at that staff member like, I would kill you for about a dime right now for telling me. So again, I want to know your name, but if I call you Matthew and you're James, I still love you, okay? So come to that. Uh, the men's breakfast Saturday morning at nine. And then again, a lot of these little guys got these uh, water adventure camps. Sorry to you adults, we're not having water adventure camp this year. If you want to go to the white man's water park, we'll turn on the sprinklers out here. You can come and have at it. We'll let you run through the sprinklers, okay? That's a joke, all right? Okay, Psalms chapter 37. Start with me here in verse number one. And this is a great psalm here. It says, do not fret or worry because of evildoers. Don't, don't worry about all the wicked that's going on. And there's a lot of wicked going on in our world right now. But it's interesting, he said, don't, don't, don't fret, don't worry, don't lose sleep over it, nor be envious of the workers of iniquities. Don't be envious, don't, don't be jealous, even of people that are very popular. You don't have to do that. Verse 2, Woo, listen to this. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and they will wither as the green herb. They'll fade and wither what's going to happen. Verse 3, trust in the Lord. Ooh, I, I like that right there. Trust in the Lord. Rely on the Lord. Be confident in the Lord. And do good. Purpose in your heart. Lord, grace me to do good. I want to do good, Lord. I want to trust you and I want to do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, 
Now that word delight, it, it doesn't mean that it's going to be warm or fuzzy, but it, it does mean to, to be tender. It, it means to be soft in my heart. And so I, I'm to delight in his commandments. I'm to delight in his instructions. I'm delight in obeying the Lord. In other words, God, God doesn't want you it being a grind where you're like, oh God, I got to obey God. I got to go to church on a Wednesday night. No, he says, delight in it. I don't know about you. I, I look forward to coming to church on Wednesday nights. I really do. I'm like, oh boy, we got to have church tonight. Delight in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. What, what a statement. God, God wants to give you the desires of your heart, but there's a couple things that you got to do. You got to trust the Lord. You got to delight yourself in the Lord. And when I do those things, if you'll notice what he says, he'll give you the desires of your heart. You know what that shows me? God's not against us having the desires of our heart. We just got to do it his way. We just got to trust him. And in verse 5, we end with this, and it says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So I look at all that, and something happens if I'll just trust the Lord. I'll delight in the Lord, but I live committed to the Lord. I want to live committed to the Lord. And so when I read all this, I'm to trust in the Lord in every area of my life. My finances, my job, whatever's going on around me, something happens when I begin to obey this, okay? All right, we're going to pray, and as I pray, I'm going to pray blessings over the tithes, but also we have a man in our church, many of you know Sammy Sosa. Sammy had a mild heart attack last night. So we're going to, he's doing okay, but we're going to lift him up, so that's who that is. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you tonight for the opportunity to give. Lord, we, we thank you for your word that, Lord, right now we ask that you would grace us in the air, Lord, that we would trust you. That we don't have to be moved by all the things that are going on in this world, but we can trust you. And Lord, I pray tonight that there becomes a, a delight within us. That we remain tender and soft toward you and Father God, that we would commit everything we have to do to you. And you said you would grace us with the desires of our hearts. And so, Lord, we thank you for that promise. And Lord, we pray right now over ones in the church, Sammy in particular, Lord, that you would touch his body tonight and heal him. And Father God, we pray that blessing on any others in the church that are needing to touch of heaven on their lives, even you on live stream in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, all right. Go with me to the book of uh, Proverbs 3. You're real close. Just go back to your right to Proverbs 3. We talked about the area of faith a couple weeks ago, and I, I got over on acknowledging the Lord, what that literally means, and we'll hit that again tonight. But one of the things the Lord really wants us to do is I, I believe he wants to get us back to the basics, the, the fundamentals, the foundations of even faith. And a lot of times when we look at the basic things, we think, you know what, I, I'm, I'm way past the basics, but just think about this in the natural. Math does me no good unless I can learn to count to 10. 
And most of us would agree, counting to 10 is pretty foundational. It's pretty basic. But if you can't learn to count to 10, you don't need to worry about any of the other stuff, okay? That foundation. Think about the ABCs. That reading and writing, they don't mean nothing to you if you don't know your ABCs. And so every one of those are foundational things. I believe there's foundational faith in areas that we really, really must stay on that. And just think about this, that when a, a, a contractor builds a house, man, that foundation is huge. If that foundation isn't right, man, nothing else is going to last very long. And so think about that in this term. So we start here in Proverbs 3, verse number 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, when I read this here, trust in the Lord, follow closely the Lord with all your heart. Not, not a little bit of the heart, not, not just a little dab will do us, but with all my heart. And so, I don't believe the Lord would tell us to trust in him with, with all our heart if that wasn't possible or that wasn't his desire. Now, when I read that, trust the Lord with all my heart, man, I, I want to get there. I want to get to that area in my life where I say, you know, Lord, good days, bad days, mad days, sad days, ugly days, blessed days. I just want to trust you with all my heart. And he goes on to say, and lean not on to your own understanding. Don't rely on your own opinions. I you know the longer you go in life, a lot of times this is what begins to happen. And, and I, I don't think we do it maliciously, but there comes a time in my life where if I'm not trusting the Lord with all my heart, then I start leaning on to my own understanding, my own opinions. And you know what? My... My opinions are goofed up, just like yours. And, and I believe when God creates us, he, he hardwires every one of us with this DNA to trust him. But we get off on trusting him when we don't continually stay around him, hang out with him, worship him, praise him, get in the word day by day. I feed my faith and I starve my doubts because if I don't do that, Man, my opinion starts coming in. And you know what my opinion's based on? Usually the things of this world. Verse number six. In all your ways. Now there it is again. In all your ways. Not, not some of them, not a few of them. In all your ways. That word there, ways, in the Hebrew means a road a course, or a mode of action. In all my ways, and so I get on, I get on this course, and I say, okay, I, I'm going to stay on this course. And it says, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And if you were here a couple Wednesday nights ago, I, I believe this is significant that we learn to acknowledge him. And again, maybe you haven't done that. But I believe it's a, it's a basic foundational that acknowledge him as Father God. I acknowledge you as Abba Father. 
I acknowledge you today as the great Jehovah. And and it begins to just roll out of me. But Father God, I I, want to acknowledge you in all my ways. Now that word acknowledge right there, the Hebrew is a word called yada. It literally means to know by observation, to know by investigation, and to know by reflection. You know what that literally is in a nutshell? God wants us to have an an intimate relationship with him. God wants us to come around. He he desires us. Thank you, Father God, for being good to me today. I acknowledge you today, Father God, as you're the potter and I'm still the clay. I, I acknowledge you. So he begins to give us insight here. And he says, in all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct. The word direct there means intimate contact with God. He will direct your paths. And so again, I I see over and over in all, not not just the major things in my life, but but the minor things in my life. And he wants to get us to a place where where we trust him over and over and over again. And so, you know, the other day I was flipping around on the TV and you remember the movie, The Karate Kid. And he has this mindset that, man, I, I got these great talents and I got these great abilities. And remember the instructor said to him basically, no, we're gonna take you back to the basics. Wipe on, wipe off. And remember, he thought that was so foolish and he acted like, I've advanced past that. Why would you take me back to that? And and I believe to a degree, this, this is exactly what God's wanting to do. And so what I find in my life, when I stay with the, the basics, day by day repetitions and day by day consistencies That becomes a discipline in my life. And when I live with a discipline, kingdom discipline in my, things begin to happen. How many of you know when you get get into the word, maybe early in the morning or if you're a night owl, late at night, you get in it consistently day by day. There's a change within you. Would you agree? That I I begin where I I have a spiritual hunger. How many of you ever gone without the word when he's, man, I got to get in the word, I got to get in the word. That's the same with my prayer. That, that becomes same, those daily repetitions of my, my affirmations. What, what I affirm in my life about God. And if you've never done some affirmations, I encourage you, find scripture that may be pertaining to what you're going through in your life right now. If you can't memorize it, write it on a three by five card. And I'm telling you, start affirming that day by day by day. Maybe one. And then you begin to get three, and then you begin to get five. And many of you have heard me say this. I I do daily affirmations now that are well over 150 of them. It takes me a while. I could start right now, and they'll just roll out of me because I've done it day by day by day by day. And so when I I come strolling in here, I love to go down in our basement because there's not a lot of phones down there, not a lot of activities. And I'm a mover, man. I start walking and speaking the things of God. And I believe this is what he's talking about. It's the day by day by day 
the little things. You remember in the Song of Solomon, it says this, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. The little things that I do day by day in my life, they become the spices of my life. The same for you. Now go with me into the New Testament to, to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and we're going to go somewhere today. Just some little, little bitty steps, some little baby steps. You know baby steps of faith are huge? Do you know the baby steps of faith, they stir up the potential of mustard seed faith. And when we read a few weeks ago, Matthew 17, you know what mustard seed faith can do? It can move mountains. Just little, just little. 1 Peter 5, starting with me in verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. Be, be clothed with humility. Many of the definitions mean to view yourself as lowly. Not, not, not as an old piece of junk, but in, in low esteem of yourself. And when he says, be clothed with humility, th think about the word be clothed. You know what to be clothed with humility is? That's a choice. And why do I say it's a choice? The clothes you're wearing right now were a choice. Well, how do you know that? Well, did any of them jump off the, uh, the hanger onto you today? Did any of them just walk right out of your, your drawers and jump? No. You picked them out. The shoes you're wearing, you chose to put those on. And so when he says, be clothed with the apron of humility, something happens when I heed this. So keep reading. God resists the proud. God resists the proud. He opposes the prideful, the arrogant, the ones who think they're more highly than they should, ones that think they're better than others. Now, now get this, God opposes the proud. You go through the Bible wherever, you will not find God opposing the sinner, God opposing the, the murderer, the only time I find in the Bible that God opposes is the pride. You know why? Because you wear the cologne or the perfume of the devil. That's why he was booted out of heaven. And if you want to study that, Isaiah 14, it talks about the five I wills, the devil. And the devil said, and I will do this, and I will do this, and I will. We get in trouble when we start doing that. I can do this and I can do that. And, and many times, even in the little things in our life, we're like, you know what? I, I can do that. But God wants us to look to him in every area. So he resists the proud. Look at this. He gives grace to the humble. So you know what you see off that? Pride is a magnet to the devil just as grace is a, or, uh, humility is a, is a magnet to God. It's a big deal. Now, watch what he says here. 
Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Lower yourself in your own estimation because he will exalt the humble in, in due time. Just be content with you. Just let God move. And it's interesting, the very next verse, what he says here. Cast all. He doesn't say just the big things. He says, cast all your care upon him. The word care there means distractions, anxieties, burdens, and worries. So when I read the word casting, sometimes I kind of think of casting a fishing line. I, I throw it away from me, but here it says, cast all your care upon him. I believe the casting of the, uh, the, the cares that he's talking about is areas of my prayer life. That that's all that's doing that you're saying, Father God, I come to you and I ask you to take this burden. I ask you to take this worry. And it's interesting, he ends and he says, because he cares for you. But for some strange reason, we have this thought, you know, I'm okay going to God in the, the big things of my life. And God's not against that. I, I mean, I think back in my life. I, I remember when 9-11 took place. Man, people all over the world started praying. That's a good thing. I remember when COVID started happening. The people of the world, we started praying. We've had these crazy shootings here lately. And you know what we do? We start praying. And those are good things. But it's interesting to me right here. He says, cast all your care upon him. Not, not just the major things, but the minor things. You know what he's saying? When you start, when you start hitting a, a speed bump in life, what do you do? Cast your care upon God. That should be the first thing we do. But how many of us ever said this? Well, we've done everything we know to do. I guess now all we can do is pray. That's all we can do is pray? No, that ought to be the very first thing and so, so much of what I believe this is talking about is, do I trust God? Do I trust God? Do I trust the Bible that God will do what he says he'll do? And so, again, to get there, you know what that is? That's baby steps. But the more I fellowship at, at the Lord's feet, the more I get around him, the more my trust level goes up. And the more of the time I get in his word and I start finding out about my God's character, the more my trust level goes up. And when I hear verses like Hebrews 13, 8, that my God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, my God doesn't change. Some, something begins to happen within me that I realize I can trust God. In every area of my life, I, I can trust him. I, I want to trust him. And so stop discounting the little things and just begin to look to God. And so let me ask you a question off of this right here. When's the last time you cast your care upon God? Maybe major things. When's the last time you cast your care upon God, even on minor things? I, I believe this is what he wants us to do where we begin to look and say, okay, Father God, I come before you. I come before you and I'm, I'm just going to let you have it here today. 
Turn with me back to your left to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Now this is, this is one of the areas that I believe is a foundational that we're going to have to get tonight. This is uh, Hebrews 11. If you've never been in Hebrews 11, many call this the Faith Hall of Fame. It's incredible to read it, but there's a couple verses in there that we really highlight. Hebrews 11.1, 1, Hebrews 11.6. And so tonight we're going to be on Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. But faith is also the evidence of things not seen. Well, how can I hope for something I've never seen? Well, again, that's where the word of God comes in. That I begin to see things with the eye of faith. Now, let me read this into you in a couple different translations. The message says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is a firm foundation. So really the word faith would be, I trust or I believe in God. The Passion Translation says, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking here at Hebrews 11.1, 1, I believe two of the main topics in there is faith and hope. But some questions off of hope. Do you have any hope right now? Have, have you lost your hope? Listen what the word hope means. A confident trust with the expectation of fulfillment. The Amplified says, faith is the title deed of the things we hope for. So I want to highlight a little bit on the word hope. If you don't have any hope, you're sure not going to move to the area of faith. I believe the more I read this, my hope is the fuel for faith. I, I got to have hope. And, and that hope, it, it may be just a, a, a little bit. Just, just a, a small area. Just maybe so. But do you have any faith or any hope right now? And so as I began to read this, I thought, I wonder how many of us in here got to pick up hope again. Romans 5, 5 says, hope doesn't disappoint. Hope is found in the promises of the word of God. Hope is anchored in Jesus' word. So he said, faith is the substance of things, things hoped for. Things. So are there things in your life that you used to hope for, but you just lost your hope? And let me, let me stir you back up a little. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and, and you used to have the thought, Lord, I, I want to I wanna be a homeowner, but I've lost my hope. How about this? I, I, I want... The situations in my life to turn around, 
but I, I don't have any hope anymore. I, I lost all hope for this certain job. I've lost all hope for my marriage. But what would happen if I dared you tonight to start hoping again? Even if it's just a little, just a little, well, maybe. You know what a little maybe means? That the door is still cracked. But I believe so many times people, they have no, no hope, so they have no faith. So a lot of years ago, I, I was needing a good job. And me and Shelly were praying, and a uh, long story, I'm going to really condense it here, but they narrowed it down from 300 applications to five of us, and then I was in the top two. And I mean, I knew, I knew, I knew. Woo-hoo, today's the day. And they called us in, and the guy said, we're giving it to him. And at that very moment, it, it kind of sounded like my, my ship just sank. Maybe I'm speaking to someone in here right now. Maybe you're at a place where you feel like my, my ship has sank. And I remember going to the house and Shelly looked at me and said, what happened? And I told her and she said immediately, she said, you know why I think that happened? And I said, why? And she said, because God's got something better for you. At first I wanted to say, no, you didn't hear what I said. And she said, I think God's got something better for you. And that little, little, little spark of of hope said, well, maybe he does have something better. Maybe he has. What about you today? I, I pray you get to that place where there's a spark of hope that comes back alive in you tonight. Can I tell you what happened with that? Two weeks later, the same guy who told me I I wasn't getting that job, he called me and he said, hey, would you come back down here? I need to talk to you. And I said, okay. So I went back down there and he said, "I, I couldn't tell you this two weeks ago. But he said, there's another job that's open. And he said, It's better than the one you didn't get. And he said, I wanted you to have that one. And I looked and I thought, man, we serve a big God. We serve a big God. And I I say that I've been in places in my life where I thought, I don't have any hope. I've lost hope. Turn with me real quick to Genesis 12. Genesis chapter 12, and as you're turning there, oftentimes I I think this, that things that happen to us in our life, they try to hijack our hope. And I believe that's what's what's happened here with many of us tonight. There's things that have happened to you, and you're not, they've tried to hijack. I, I believe God's wanting to rekindle some stuff here. So real quickly, Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, he said, you got to get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Abraham's at a real difficult time in his life. I, I believe he's, 
He's on the verge of losing all hope. And God said, you got to get, get out of your country. You got to get away from your family, from your father's house. Why? Why would God tell him that? Because God knew that Abraham's family was a bunch of idolaters. They worshiped idols. And he knew as long as Abraham was in that environment, he would never change. And, and I believe this tonight, that that's why it's important for you to come to church and be around a community that'll say, hey, we serve a God who takes what's impossible and makes it possible. Hey, let me, let me pray with you. And every time we pray that God shows up and does something. So this is a warning to some of them. Some of you got to get away from your family. That doesn't mean God doesn't love them. That just means they're corrupting you. And so can you imagine Abraham looking and saying, let me get this, God. I, I got to get away from my family, from my father's house, from the land, everything that I've always known. And God says, you got it, pal. But watch how he reinforces hope immediately. I want to make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Now, when I read that, you, you know what happened on the inside of Abraham right there? It stirred up hope. And he realizes, God said, I want to bless you. I want to multiply. I want to make your name great. I, I want to bless you to be a blessing. Now, here's what's crazy about this. At this point in Abraham's life, you know all he has is a promise. You know why I highlight that? Because that's all me and you have right now. All I have is a promise. But it's a promise from God. The word of God is my title deed. You hang on to the word of God. You can be what God says you can be. You can have what God says you can have. And you can do what God says you can do. And so he begins to stir him up. And he said, listen... I want to bless you. I want to guide you. But listen, if, if you don't obey what I've told you to do, none of this will happen. And he ends in verse 3 and he says, I'll bless you. I'll bless those who bless you. And I'll curse him who curses you. And you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. But if I don't believe it, I won't expect it. And if I don't expect it, I won't hope for it. So I'm going to ask you to stand up here real quickly. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I want to ask you to bow your head right there where you're at. Are there things you hope for right now? And you are God's a restorer. He's the God of restoration. And I believe tonight he, he wants to restore our hope. And if you're in here right now and you're in a situation... That you, you've lost all hope. You say, Pastor, it's hopeless. What would happen if we just obeyed the word of God right now and said, Lord, I cast my hopeless situation upon you. And I ask you tonight to restore hope within me. Now, if that's you right now, 
Raise your hands. Just raise your hands to heaven. It's like a funnel. Don't be embarrassed to do that. I've got my hands up. I'm going to keep them up. I've got some areas in my life where the Lord birthed within me hope again. Father God, you're seeing hands go up all over here. And Lord, you give us the invitation to hope again. And Father God, I, I, I pray that. A fresh baptism of trust, a fresh baptism that we acknowledge you, and Father God, a, a fresh baptism from heaven of hope today. Lord, restore my hope. And you know what I encourage you to do? You tell God that area. You say, Father God, I'm, I'm casting my marriage upon you. I'm, I'm asking you to rekindle that, that hope for that job. And you know what I say to the Lord? Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give up. And so, Lord, right here in your house, over all the ones that have hands up, who are you the God of hope? And Father God, we've seen you throughout history, what you did with Abraham. You put hope in a shepherd boy named David. You put hope in a prison boy named Joseph. You put hope in a Moab woman named Ruth. You, you put hope in, in, in the prophets of old and the prophets. You put hope in Peter and Paul. Lord, I, I pray that in here right now. We'll restore hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.